as I make my way. The fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. There's no surprise, I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, busting down that blow out of East San Ho. Well, they know my name. Oh, yeah, what up? What up? Fantasy Football Hustler back at you, bringing you another episode of Fantasy News today. Here with the Wednesday crew, uh, Bogart Scott Free in the building. Yeah. I am Wolverine. Yeah. And here every Wednesday is my man, the Fantasy Tyrant. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Fantasy Nation? Yeah. Now, if you guys didn't check check out last week's episode of The Circle, it's airing every Thursday, 7.20 Eastern, 4.20 Pacific. You know, perfect time to spark up. And uh, we're just going to have some crazy debates. It's, uh, it's our version of Around the Horn and um, just a lot more drinking and weed smoking going on and uh, a lot more cursing going on than ESPN. That's for damn sure. A lot more fun. Ronald yeah. in the building. What up, bro? Antonio in the building and Dion in the building. What up? Big up. All right. Where do you guys want to start first? Do you guys want to start on Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Both of these guys, I mean, Tom Brady being very noncommittal about, you know, what's going on with his future. I mean, even though he is there um, another year on contract, it just, uh, you know, it is what it is. He holds all the cards. And Aaron Rodgers, he comes out. I don't know if it was on Twitter. I mean, Bogard, you sent me and I seen it all over. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram, but he pretty much said so many guys are, well, not pretty much, this is his quote. So many guys are up and on the brink. So many guys' contracts are up and on the brink. Lots of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild if I'm going to keep playing. So why don't we just start on the Aaron Rodgers side of things? I I'll mean, go ahead, Bogey. I mean, like, why would he want to be a part of a rebuild, right? I mean, th- th- that's that's what happens if if you don't win the big one. You know, it's hard to convince everybody to come back or take team-friendly deals or restructure existing contracts like the Buccaneers did last year. You know, but that that was also unheard of. Like, no other team has brought back all 22 starters on offense and defense. That's unheard of. And that is the power. That's the power of Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The power of Tom Brady – makes people want to compete, take less money to compete for a chip. Aaron Rodgers has that same – that he has that same draw for players, right? But I think that's why one thing that he he also was vocal about was not leaving it looming, letting a decision be made or, or having a decision made before free agency starts before the – and definitely before the NFL draft starts because – he, I mean, for what it's worth, he does have respect for the organization. He's not going to leave them high and dry. He's going to let them. He's going to let them know his decision. That way, they can move accordingly. Because 
if he does come back to play, I am on the side that he doesn't come back to play for Green Bay because it's 39 million, 38 or 39 million over the cap right now. He's owed about 19 million. Even though the salary cap's going up, you know, guys like Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, um, you got a couple linemen that are up for, to get paid. Devontae Adams needs to get paid. There's there's all these key these key players, and it kind of it kind of all depends on what if Rogers is gonna stay. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Like because if Rogers don't stay, I think everybody's you know it's I think it's a ghost town for everybody that's able to to leave. Well, I so, don't think it, I don't think anyone's gonna want to take hometown discounts, you know, if it wasn't for Rogers. And I'm not saying like even Aaron Jones, not really saying that's a hometown discount, but that's probably well, a little bit less contract, than you. The way that contract is structured, the way that contract was structured, it's definitely team friendly because it was definitely it was front loaded where they can yeah. get out. Because, I mean, two oh, years, two years. Yeah, because paying a running back is just stupid. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, Tyrant. Let's let's let Tyrant get in here yeah, on. Yeah, I was uh, just going to say, yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, that Rogers coming back next season will be good for the Packers or Aaron Rodgers. To be honest with you, you know, with uh, you know, with your point there, Bogey, with that, with the cap space and all of that, uh, I just feel like it's it's time it's time to move on. Uh, I think that. Uh, he is going to play next year. Uh, I I kind of predicted earlier or in, in the offseason, uh, earlier in the year or last year, I guess, uh, that he would be going to Denver. And I think I was a year early on that. So uh, that's that's what I see happen. I see him going to a team like the Broncos, uh, you know, getting, um, you know, uh, I guess revitalizing his career. I uh, just I just see a, a dead end. And I think he sees it, too. And I think he saw it uh, beginning of last year season as well that this is kind of a dead end for green bay uh and yeah that's why he's saying he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild because that's pretty much you know almost like where, where they need to go with it and you know if they're, if they're going to uh be successful moving forward so i think that he ends up leaving i don't know what's going to happen with Devonte adams and that's going to make things very interesting um you know especially from a fantasy perspective uh where what's going to happen with, with adams because he said that wherever you know rogers goes he wants to go with them so um i don't know it's it's going to be very interesting i have a feeling no matter where he ends up it ain't going to be green bay what I mean, up, Hess? What's, going, what's going on Hess? and i mean this is super similar we're not going to transition to brady just yet but it's super similar to what was going on with brady a couple years ago and the Patriots, even though with a guy like Tom Brady, like maybe they could compete for a Super Bowl, like these guys don't want to have to put the team on their back like every second of every game. And so what does Tom Brady do? Even though the Patriots weren't technically rebuilding without him, they needed a lot of work to be able to compete for a Super Bowl. And even though the Patriots made it as far as they did, that was not a Super Bowl team, even with Tom Brady. Like it would have been Tom Brady having to get over a massive uh, hump to be able to take out the Bills. I mean, you know, let's say it was the exact same team. Take out the Bills to take out who the the Chiefs. You know, after that, like there's no way it's happening. And Green Bay's done. Like why Rogers? All the bullshit. Like if they're not gonna actually get him weapons, that's always been his gripe. Devontae Adams, he's more loyal to Rogers. You know, Tyron just said it. He wants to go wherever he goes. We've already talked about Denver. We've talked about Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, there's a couple teams out there that are very close, you know, if they get a QB like Rodgers, you I, know, in place. I think Denver – Denver – I think they're, they might be a quarterback and a couple of receivers away 
you know, maybe uh, if it's the Rod, if it's the Rogers Adam tandem yeah. that somehow I mean, makes it, and they trade away one of the younger guys. I don't see him jumping in. I don't see him jumping in with Patrick Mahomes. Plus, let's be honest, that organization is is ran poorly. The so and to me, I think what Aaron Rodgers needs is infrastructure because he already. The infrastructure already struggled for him in Green Bay. You know what I mean? Like the inner workings of everything. You don't think that, and sorry to cut you off, but you don't think the way that Peyton Manning, you know, jumps ship and goes over to the Broncos and the way that all that happened, you don't think that? He threw it on his back. He threw it on his back, got him there, and then he realized, damn, I can't do this. Y'all need to get a defense over here. And he spent the next two years putting pieces on defense, and then, then when he won it, he wouldn't even. It was back. It was back to back, right? Back to back years, right? Like they nah. they went. No, 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 no. So he went, he went, lost it, then, uh, uh, uh missed out, and then came back the following year in 2015, and then got it. The 2015 seasons when they, and he and he missed he missed about six games that year to the to the plantar fasciitis. So we're just talking in the NFL right now, okay? Not not fantasy. Yeah. Where do you rank the Broncos D? I want each of you guys to answer that. Just throw a number on there, wherever you think it, they rank. We're talking about reality? We're talking about reality. Yeah, they're a top five unit. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say top maybe five. six. Like we're on the cusp there, four or five. Like over, overall metrics, I'd say they're, 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 they're top five or scraping it. I'd, I'd agree. And, I mean, if nothing else, on potential and talent and stuff yeah. that they got over there, like, for sure, with all the analytics and everything mixed See, in. And, like, that's the recipe for this, though. Like, why did Tom Brady go to the Bucks? It wasn't because their offense was amazing, even though it was. It was because their defense was fucking amazing. And Tom Brady knows that defense in the NFL wins yes. championships. I mean, and, you know, when they play golf, together in that celebrity golf joint it was that's fucking i wish i could see more footage from that because you know that they were just bullshitting the whole time and it was awesome combos and you know what he was telling him he was like so tampa bay huh and he was probably like hell yeah you know what i mean like you know i had to go there you know what i mean they had everything and i said even like this yeah grunk yeah get out of retirement yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, don't, nah, I mean, fuck the WWE, Gronk. Get back yeah, over here to win like, the Super Bowl. And he's like, what, where, Tom? And he's like, nah, listen, just bring the flip-flops. We're going to Florida. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then maybe Aaron Rodgers can make that same phone call if he ends up with the Broncos. Because the Broncos actually got some paper. You know what I mean? They yeah. actually got some paper here. And their offense is very nice if you take Teddy B and fucking but, Drew Locke out of there. And then, okay. Obviously, there. I mean, I, I know Tyrant called, like he said, he called it last offseason. Also, before uh, the, the day before the draft, that the Broncos were like, brew, you know, brewing up all these rumors that they were trying to get Rodgers before the draft. And then, you know, you also had, um, you also have now Nathaniel Hackins had a second interview with the Broncos. I mean, I mean, he's one of the front runners to get that head coaching job. He's the current OC for the Packers. So you have all these correlations that you could tie together, right? But I think I think Aaron Rodgers ain't trying to jump in bed with another Matt LaFleur type work. He got to kind of tell the coach, this is how you got to do it. You know what I mean? But do you I remember when Peyton, when Peyton went over, when Peyton went over there, wasn't it pretty much understood that he's like, you know, mm-hmm. 
the offensive coordinator? Like, yeah, I, I think they're gonna do the same thing. They would do the same thing in Denver. I think they. But, they but here, but the reins. it didn't work. After, like, yeah, Peyton Manning went and, and pulled off all the new records, broke for Favre's touchdown passing records, he broke, you know, broke all these records with, with as a Bronco. But they had to can can John Fox. They got rid of John Fox and they brought in Gary Kubiak. And Kubiak was like, Manning, I know you're Manning, but we're going to run this zone run scheme. You know what I mean? Well, when they won, he was already a shell of himself. So that's like, yeah, it's, but hard yeah, to, it's, it's hard to like put that into play because if they had the defense, if they had the defense, the ball and defense that they won with when he first got there, they would have won that first year. They have that ball and defense right now. I mean, come on. You don't think that if, if uh, uh, Rodgers goes there and takes Devontae Adams with them, they're not going to have some say in that offense? I think they I, will. I'm not jumping in the bed. I'm not jumping in bed with Patrick Mahomes. But this is only like a year or two deal. I mean, yeah, that's not the smartest thing. You know, you don't, I mean, you don't want to be in there. That might be the best point for him not to go, to be honest. But also, Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder like nobody's business. What if he goes there literally just to prove I'm still better than Mahomes? I'm even better than the young John Herbert. He does have those dominates. If he dominates that division and moves on, you know, and makes a Super Bowl run, I mean, that's just a whole different, like, that's a whole different side to his brand that he would be building. I I think Mike Tomlin and him are going to be a great match together. That would be. You know what I mean? Because they do have, a, like, a top three defense if their offense wasn't putting them in bad situations, right? That right. Pittsburgh defense would have way more stats. You know, they would, they would, they would have – Way less points allowed. They would uh, because the offense couldn't couldn't handle their portion of the deal, right? Well, if, think about it from if, Aaron Rodgers' side too. I mean, uh, you know, being a Super Bowl winning quarterback in two of the most storied franchises in history. Yeah, I could see that being pretty attractive. And if T.J. Watt was listed as a defensive lineman, they would hands down have the best D line like in the league, mm-hmm. and uh, really just with him and Cam Hayward. Yep. You know, if you start mixing in all the other pieces, they're secondary. I mean, if, if he doesn't go to the Broncos or Pittsburgh and, like, I, I just – I don't know where I'd want to see him go because those seem like the perfect fits right now. For sure. I, I think I think it's in, – in order, I think it's Pittsburgh, then the Broncos, or bust. You know Say it again. Say it again. Oh, I think it's Pittsburgh, then the Broncos, or bust. Yeah. yeah. I think you go either way. It's you know fifty fifty as far as I'm concerned. Anybody else? Like I heard someone talking I, about the Colts, I and I'm like, I would hundred percent think that he wouldn't. He's already dealt with Nathaniel Hackins. We right? has to be traded, right? Like that's another yeah. thing. Like he has to be traded, and he has to agree to it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think. I mean, I don't know if the Packers would be dumb enough to trade him in a conference, anyways. No, it's not. But both these teams are out of conference. I mean, because, you know, yeah. you have other intriguing spots like Carolina or Washington or, you know what I mean, places like that. But they're not finna do an interconference, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. maybe Tom Brady retires. And, you know, maybe that could be a segue here. Maybe he retires. And then, and then maybe they work a deal with Tampa. But that's still interconference. It's I heard someone postulating that. I'm just like, nah. 
If yeah, Tom retires, why would Aaron Rodgers want to go to a situation that Tom Brady's retiring from? It's obviously not the best. Situ- that, that, that's just my thoughts right there, especially with how cool those guys are now. He saw, he saw what Tom Brady did. He wants to go somewhere where it's already built and ready for some. Like, if you put Aaron Rodgers in place of Ben Roethlisberger this year, they probably go to the title game. You know what I mean? Because that defense was that. They made it to the. They made it to the playoffs in spite of Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Of course, that would be a great. Mike Tomlin, like, he just needs to win coach of the year, like, every single year. Like, that (laughs) offense was so horrible that they should have never sniffed the playoffs, like, at all. I know they needed things to happen for it to fall in place, but it fell in place. And that was a good segue to get into the Tom Brady style. Let me just uh, shout out some of the, the comments we got going on. What up, Stu? What's going on? And Stu's going to be driving the Sean Payton to the Cowboys um, 2023 uh, for forever. So, guys, just get ready. We've already heard it twice in two days from him. He said, in the meantime, 2022 might be rough with McCarthy, dead man walking. So, sell me all your Cowboys for 2022. I'm a nice guy, and I'll take the trash like lamb. I already told you, man. Let's trade Dak for Herbert in the in that league. I mean, we could just do that straight up if you don't Dak, want to. Listen, to get man. Too if I had any cowboy, I'm pricing it up just because he's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Why not? not? When you talk to us, you know what I mean. And uh, I bet Stu is still going to be drafting his cowboys hella early in this new uh, dynasty draft we got going on. I mean, they. I mean, they're going to win the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> Every year, right? In 2022, even with Mike McCarthy. Uh, Steve said. <laughs> he said it's uh, a rough year. He has had a rough year this year, and it was a winning season. Yeah. I, I but, mean, in 2023, the Cowboys are going to be in full blown rebuilding mode because Zeke has already fallen off. They're not going to draft right like they always don't. Jerry and, Jones got to die. Well, I don't know, dude. Micah Parsons. Well, their defense, I mean, but. Look at look at what happened. Offensively, though, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. This team has no identity. Are they right going to lose? Are they going to lose Dan Quinn? Like, I, I mean, I, I tra- mean you know what I mean. What happened would, to that defense? Scheme is scheme. Listen, schemes everything to me. You know what I mean. That's why New England continues to do what they do without having super outlanders, superstar names, because the system is proven. You do your job, you do it well. Good coaching goes far longer to me than just these out of their mind talented players. Yeah, people will probably argue that, but it's and I wouldn't. I'm not going to go out on a limb, Ronald, and say they. Um, he said they just don't draft offense well, but they draft D line and O line great. I Ooh. mean. That the, the, the Cowboys. I mean, and Ronald's an Eagles fan, so we know he's not just jocking the Cowboys. I mean, just because they have as of late, Micah Parsons was already a steal of a deal, top ten pick, and then um, and then who else? Uh, Tyron Smith. I mean, if it was up to Jerry Jones, he wouldn't have even picked him. So he kind of got lucky. He that, wanted Baker Mayfield. I mean, uh, Johnny Manziel that year, right? <laughs> I believe so. Right. See, that's why he got a dime, man. <laughs> Hey, listen, Hey, while all the Cowboys fans are rooting for Sean Payton to be their coach, you're rooting for the wrong thing. You need a root for the man to die. I know it's real morbid, but I'm saying that if you're a Cowboy fan, that's the day you celebrate. Because or just that, put- guy, that guy is, needs to be in pro wrestling, not in the football business. <laughs> 
<laughs> and of course, Stu's going to be in here. What are you talking about, Willis? We draft very well. That's not our issue. <laughs> Jerry Moore, O-line, and uh, Fat Boy up the middle. Stop the run. <coughs> and our problems are, uh, oh, yeah, only 18 mil against the cap hit. And then Zeke. Yeah. This could is you, a team that it don't, matter, it don't matter how much money they got. They're going to do stupid things with their money. Look at last year. How, I, like, okay, I know I understand they felt bad they didn't pay Dax, so they gave him the big money. But then, then what they do, they also give him the franchise tag, right? Because Jerry takes care of his guys, which is true. But how stupid is that? You just gave this guy all this money, and he was still – you still didn't know how good he was going to be coming off that, to, that, to that your, injury. To your point earlier, Bogey, I just want to say real quick. Uh, so you already got uh, Shad Khan's son on an AEW. So could you imagine if uh, Jerry Jones had his own, uh, you know, fucking wrestling affiliation, him going right? up against uh, the Khans and Vince McMahon? Dude. I mean, he would he would go to war with them. And that's what we want to see. That That's that's impactful, entertaining, uh, you know, television. We Jerry wanna... Jones is always thinking big. He would have, like, he would have Mike Tyson out there or something. He would he, he would try to fight. He'd be like, I'd rather, exactly. I'd rather see Jerry Jones in wrestling than Vince McMahon in football again, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, he's he it's America's team, you know. We put fans in the stands and we sell tickets and we get high ratings. Yeah, where's your Super Bowl titles? Since you know what I mean? Like, since you had Jimmy Johnson and then the guy who won it after Johnson was pretty much just the guy. Who jumped in the driver's seat after they booted Johnson? You know what I mean. The thing yeah, he's was got that big screen you can kick footballs off of. You know, so there you go. And Ronald, yeah, Sean Lee and Leighton Vanderesh. I mean, those are two amazing players. And um, the thing is, if they could stay healthy, you know, maybe they would have went a little bit farther than what they did. But the guys that they, they can't stay healthy to save their lives. Sean Lee, I know he had the amazing like rookie year. After that, just kept getting hurt. I mean, Vanderesh, he played a bunch of games this year, but that guy's he's crazy playing with like a broken neck. Yeah. And Sean Lee was like, I mean, he's one of the most like talented linebackers to like ever come out in a draft, you know. So I mean they, they just end oh, yeah. they end up getting these guys who fall a couple extra spots. And um, I mean they did the they right get thing. Lucky. They get lucky on the defense and not so much on the offense. I think uh, Zeke, you know, was all right, you know, the first few years, but then he dropped off pretty quick. Man, I want to shout out my guy, Nancy, if he's watching out there. Because he texted me earlier today when we were, we were talking about the Cowboys cap. He's a big diehard Cowboys fan. And he goes, well, we need to play. We need to pay Randy Gregory. And he goes, he better take a team-friendly deal to <laughs> all the stuff we got him out of. And I said, what? Ain't nobody taking no friendly deals for nobody. <laughs> Especially Uncle Jerry. They expect to get all the money from Uncle Jerry. Because that's what he does. And then he expresses how frustrated he is later. Shout out to Amari Cooper. $60 million and a you know, $100 million contract, $60 million guaranteed. You know what I mean? That's, what Uncle, that's why Uncle Jerry should not be in the football business anymore. Full old and senile. Because if you just pay these guys a little bit earlier, you don't have to pay them the farm. You know, but that's the difference. If you wait. Until you know 100%, oh, yeah, now, yeah, this guy's worth paying, like, for sure, because we've seen him do it on the field, then they're worth that. You're supposed to know these kind of things by the inner workings of your fucking executives and scouts and all that and every player development. You should know if these guys are worth it, not based on just what they put out on the field on Sunday. I mean, just specifically with the Amari Cooper one, that was smart, right? Trade for him. 
maybe not give up a first round, but I mean, that's what it took to get. They had, had to, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they paid. Up they were too doing. Much they were doing the right thing. You wanted to see what you have with Dak. How do you do that? You get him weapons. They traded for Cooper. He was still on a rookie contract, and then when he earned his keep, you extended him and and gave him the big bag. And now Uncle Jerry himself is the one complaining about it. You know what I mean? Because he didn't produce well. You know, oh, maybe Kellen Moore is the wrong play caller. Hey, you know what all that sounds like to me? Someone who don't put the right people in position. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let's yeah, see. I don't think Sean Payton would go there. I don't think he's going to go there and be like, be the guy that that pretends Jerry's not running everything. You know what I mean? Right. And that's yeah. pretty much what they need, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how well he he'd roll with it too much. You know, he's uh, he's too strong a personality, you know, for Jerry Jones to try to you know mold and whatever. Because yeah, he wasn't like anywhere high up the ranks or anything. You know, when he was there before, he was just one. Of you the know, guys. Uncle Jerry's gonna say right. He's gonna say, "Sean, come on home," and he's gonna be like, "That wasn't my home, bro." And he's gonna be like, "Hey, Sean, you know, I'm the one that put in the good word for New Orleans." Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you did not want him to leave. You know what I mean? Because you ended up stuck. He ended up stuck with Jason Garrett, right? <laughs> right. Hey. Jason Clapping so, Garrett. For Amari Cooper, I don't know why it has him down that he played, uh, that he started 14 games, but he played 15 games. But he had 865 yards. So you divide that by 15 games, that's 58 yards uh, a game. Then you times that by 17, 986. So, I mean, he's right there on the brink of uh, of 1,000. 68 receptions, uh, twelve, almost 13 yards per reception. I mean, it's not the best year, but their play calling was just horrible this year, and we, we've seen it. They have, the, they they have the talent. They have, they have four talented wide receivers. I mean, we saw what Sed Wilson was doing toward the end of the season, dude. He's the guy was on fire. Uh, you know, he could he could be big in there. I think Gallup's kind of dropped off a little bit. Uh, that, you know, I think I think Sed Wilson's kind of taking that number three role. Uh, of course, Wilson. you know, you still have uh, 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 Schultz in there. You know, Schultz is a free Schultz is a free agent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right. you're right. Schultz is a free he's agent. Gonna, he's, he's set to be a free agent. Gallup is set to be a free agent coming yeah. off the ACL. You know what I mean? Um, Gallup is clearly the number three. Cedric Wilson, gr- phenomenal role player. He stepped in. And that's also the problem going back to what Huster said about play calling or even game planning or, or even just Kellen Moore in general. Why was Cedric Wilson a focal like part of the game plan against the Niners? Why wasn't it CeeDee Lamb? Why aren't you throwing yeah. at CeeDee Lamb when he's getting man coverage? You know what I mean? Why aren't you throwing at Cooper when he's getting – oh, actually they did. The one time they man covered Cooper, he scored a touchdown. You know what I mean? But I'm saying the play calling's bad. Uh, their line's only getting older. That's another team too. Like I don't know if Sean. How do how does that team look in two years? It looks like shit. I already told you. It looks like shit. They're going to be in full-blown rebuilding mode. And Stu said Jerry's more disappointed with more than Cooper. If anything with Cooper, it's because of the cap and the whole anti-vax thing. The thing is, what has Kellen Moore? What has Kellen Moore? 
It doesn't. What has Kellen Moore done to be an offensive coordinator of a team? Because all he's fucking done has been the backup quarterback for teams in the NFL, a quarterback's for coach that team. For, for Dallas. The backup and, quarter for that team. Yeah, and then somehow he's good enough to be an offensive coordinator. No. So that's Jerry Jones's fault for needing a yes man to fill a role versus going and getting an actual coach he's who can call plays. <laughs> he got to die, man. I know Stu doesn't make excuses. He's just giving the facts. But um, yeah. Stu, the fact is that the organization has run very bad, and a lot of it is because of Jerry Jones. We yeah. know that. Agreed. Things will things will change when he's not involved as much. I'm I sure it'll change really quick. I think. Well, look how well the Raiders were. You know, got a little bit better once uh, Al Davis went. Same kind of thing. I mean, I know there was the scary, you know, the the, the Al Davis back from the dead pick. Uh, uh, but you know, other than that, I mean, you have Mark Davis, who probably is the weirdest dude ever. I bet you he's so weird because like look at this and, and look at what you said. He said Jerry's been pissed for a minute that Cooper won't get vaccinated. Rugs, that's who it was. I oh. can think of you, but yeah, the, the pick of rugs that was that was Al Davis back from the dead. Yeah, just get the fastest guy on the board. Right. Yeah, they still I didn't mean, switch from that too much though. But they they've done you know better with you know anyway yeah they have they have and Stu and Stu he's backing it up saying that Jerry's been pissed for a minute that Cooper won't get vaccinated. I mean, yo, okay. If Let's like, just call it for what it is. Jerry Jones is a plantation owner. We got to be honest about it. Yeah, he's a slave owner, bro. Like, and, and, and these motherfuckers are not slaves. You know what I mean? That is, this is not the 1817, whatever, whatever the fuck that time was. Listen, Uncle Jerry, he wouldn't care if a dude is Muslim. Hey, hey, I'm a Christian. I like Christ. You like Allah. It's all right. We can break bread. Hashemalam alinkum. If you're a good player, you don't care. But oh, now vaccinated is a thing. You know why? Because it's a it's a part of a political agenda now. You have to be on one side or the other, and he's on that side. And now he's trying to find any excuse to to, to slander Cooper. When the fact of the matter is, he he's still producing. You just said the numbers. He's still producing, even though the play calling and the play and the game planning is ass. Cowboy fans will say anything, bro. I think I think what's being done to to uh, uh, CD Lamb is a tragedy. Uh, essentially, just I mean, kind of he's been left left out, and it's the dude is so talented. Uh, yeah. And when when he's been get when he gets the targets, when he is part of the game plan, he he produces. I I don't get it. Me neither, because yeah, they have all the talent in the world over there. It's probably one of the the teams with the highest potential in the league and yet you yeah. always fail with the most potential because yeah, they're, they're putting people in place to do this, um, to do the damn thing. I mean, look at all these receivers. I mean, I can't remember the last time the Cowboys had this many receivers, you know, that were really that decent. And I'm just talking about the top three, you know, going out and getting CD lamb when they really didn't need to, you know, having an Amari Cooper, they go out and get it just to make the, uh, you know, getting it. Getting the offense on point, you know where they thought it needed to be, and it's failed year after year. Well, I mean, look, the, the the Bengals didn't. We all questioned them for it. Now they're in the AFC Championship, so yeah. it can happen. But you got to have the right play calling. You got to have you know the right, just everything together, and and just they unfortunately don't. They have all the talent, just no one that's coaching them. Yep, 
And Kellen Moore. You know what's sad? Here's what's sad for Dak in his career. And this is like, this goes for any QB that's went through situations like this. Continuity in 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 your, your coaching staff is the most important to me for a young QB. So Dak already went through clapping ass Garrett. You know what I mean? Which is probably far worse than it was better, right? Then he goes through McCarthy, who's just a guy who goes from clapping to a guy who crosses his arms. You know what I mean? And they keep Kellen Moore to have some remnants of continuity for Dak. And then now they're probably going to have a new guy there. Like, I think they're doomed. And they and they think that they could solve their pl- problems with Sean Payne next year. You know what I mean? And that, that, I, don't even think, I would bet against that, too. I don't even think that's happening. I know that the offensive line issues were a thing, you know, and you know, we injuries are always a thing for the NFL. So we you just can't have excuses. It's the next man up league. So next man up, they just gotta go and do their thing. I hope for Sean Payton's case that he doesn't end up with that job. No, no, I mean I, I would hope not. It, it would just be bad. I mean, just like Bogey said, you're keeping Kellen Moore for the continuity and to keep some similarities from the year before, you know, until now. It looked horrible. It looked like they took 10 steps back with the offense. So that's what I want to know is where – was it really just the offensive line that screwed everything up? Like how would Kellen Moore get so much worse at calling at calling plays from one year to the next? Uh, I just – I really don't understand. Yeah, it's weird. Because he never knew what he – maybe it's a combination of getting lucky too, right? Maybe. I mean, or, or even – should we put Kellen Moore in the same category as the Adam Gazes of the world and now Nathaniel Hackinson and, you know, guys that are with us, uh, what you said, Brian, Brian Leftrich, guys that just the quarterback makes them look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dak Cause, cause man, if you were, I mean, because – and really now when you think about it, I mean, the more we talk about this, the Cowboys only scored so much and put up so much offense because their defense was giving up ass and they had to score that much just to kind of yeah. keep things rolling. I mean, 2019, you know, their defense was, was you know, less than middle of the pack. And, you know, what, Dak, did he have a 5,000-yard outing that year or damn there? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I'm, 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 let me go see what, uh, what his stats were that year, but I'm almost positive. That was the first year that Jason Garrett, first of all, it was Jason Garrett's last year, but also the first year that he uh, extinguished play calling duties. Am I saying that word right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it gave Kellen Moore a chance. You know what I mean? So it wasn't 5,000. He was uh, he was 98 shy. It was 4,902. I, I would still get, I'd stand there 5,000. Yeah. I'd say, if you do remember that year, he he got a shoulder, he, he sprained his, his uh he had a sprained uh, AC joint the last month of the year, and he he really he really had a shitty game week seventeen against the Eagles. He he definitely he he definitely would have won over five thousand without that injury. He was more okay. active. He was I'm more up excuses like a cowboy. He was uh, <laughs> man. It's, it just Stu just rubs off on you that way, doesn't he? That's how it goes. So one thing that I did see is his. Uh, his percent, his completion percentage, it did go up a little bit. Same amount of uh, of attempts, but uh, like almost thirty more completions. Let me see. So he did, uh, man. Um, well, just just for the sake of this show, we're gonna round it up. So, um, sixty nine percent completion rate uh, this year. Yeah, sixty nine, dudes. 
and just for context, it was sixty-eight point seven. So it, it was it was, <laughs> I was right just there. About to ask close enough. Just about. Yeah, sixty-eight point seven. So not too much. It could have been forty-nine percent. We'd be like, we're gonna round it up here. <laughs> but uh, but four like four hundred and a half yards, like four fifty, like less yards. Uh, did have seven more touchdowns. Um, one less interception. The rushing was way different, though. Like half the rushing on a similar amount of attempts. Half I the think, rushing yards. I think it's so crazy for Dak, man. I feel bad. I do feel bad for him because that 2019 year is the year that I base everything off of. Like, yo, this guy got it. You know what yeah. I mean? And then 2020 comes out like, oh, snap. If this guy didn't get hurt, bruh. You know what I mean? He would have threw for 6,500 yards or some bullshit <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Yep. And then he comes out, he starts, he's duking it with the champs this year, week one. And then, like, that was it. There was, like, there was no consistency at all week to week. No. And you know what? We spent way too much time on the Cowboys, uh, thanks to Stu. Uh, but you're, you're the man, Stu. We're getting the fuck off the Cowboys. And we're getting to Tom Brady because we still haven't talked about uh, about Tom Brady. And so – we were talking about how he's very non-committal with what's going to happen uh, next year because they got a lot of contracts coming up too. They got a lot of defenders, you know, that are on contract. A handful of offensive guys, I'm sure, that are on contract, uh, including one Chris Godwin. Um, what do you think, Tyrant? Um, what do you think happens with Tom Brady next year, and uh, yeah, and the Bucks in general? It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Brett Favre. Uh, when he was, you know, this, the question of him, whether he was going to retire or not. And I think he's in that same spot where he's like, you know what? Uh, you know, he's going to get that itch. I think he's going to get that itch. And, and uh, he'll be and he back. grab that cream. <laughs> yeah. His avocado cream. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but no, no, no. I think that he'll get that itch. I think that he'll, he'll, he'll come back at least for one more season. Um, you know, I just, there's, there's, there's so many, uh, uh I, I don't know everyone's coming back, but there's enough pieces there to where, um, yeah, I think, I think there's, there's enough there to, to get the job done. I think he's going to want to come back. I don't think he's going to go. I, I, I don't think that he's going to drop off as much as say like Ben, uh, ben Roethlisberger did. Uh, and so, so I think there's going to be still enough. Uh, left in the tank for him to, to get a good season in. So why not? And, yeah, and the, here's he, the thing. I, I got a question. About- I got a question for you, Bogey. Do you think with the couple injuries that they had, because it wasn't a lot, you know, on defense, I mean, they had a lot more injuries than on offense. But do you think with those couple injuries on offense, of Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, you know, bouncing, do you think that goes to the frustration that he might have with the team? Because he literally had to throw that team on his back. See, that's the difference between that's the difference between a team where the coaching staff is Bruce Arians and them, and then uh, uh, the evil emperor himself, Bill Belichick and them. Because Bill Belichick and them, everybody knows part of this thing is check your ego out the door before you even step in here. You know what I mean? And then meanwhile, Bruce Arians is like laid back. Hey, Jack. Hey, listen. You know he's slapping guys in the helmet. You know what I mean? Rocket like is fedora. Yeah, it's just it's it's a different culture where Tom Brady, once you get the playing, 
you these doesn't need to handle any of that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why Antonio Brown got mad that, oh, he's not my friend. Because, you know, Tom Brady would have said anything to keep his crazy ass calm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just to get him back, just to get, he's like, like, imagine that. He's probably the one blowing up Tom Brady. Yo, all of a sudden you saw the Bruce and them. You're going to get me, you're going to get me in there. And he's like, listen, listen, just relax. I'm talking to him. And then he gets him in there. And then they win a Super Bowl. And then now he starts thinking, Antonio Brown starts thinking, I can throw my weight around now. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, Gronk, who's still from that same Belichick uh, elk, that New England culture, you know what I mean? They knew, they know what it takes. They know how to stay in line. They, you know what I mean? And that's another thing too. What about Gronk? What if he don't come back? You know, I think that's part of the prerequisites for, for, for Tom Brady is that he needs Gronk there. You know what I mean? And is Gronk willing to come back for another run? You know what I mean? I mean, I bet that they're having more fun in these past two years, you know, maybe minus the last couple games, you know, but I mean, they're throwing the fucking Lombardi trophy around from boat to boat. Like you hear Gronk making like all these jokes, you know, behind the scenes. We're like, yeah, I'm the guy who uh, I, I'm in. What, damn it. I don't even want to mess it up. Hold on. I got to go. I, I got to go find it. The Gronk when he was like, yeah, I'm the guy who uh, who, who gets his, his balls thrown to him or like something like that. I forget exactly what he said, but it's something about um, something about him. It was, the tight, it was the tight end joke, you know? Like, let me, Why let me would he not want to do another year of that? I mean, that's what I'm saying, you know? Why not? Yeah, what's Gronk going to do? Like, I mean, he wasn't out of the He's going to go back to WWE? <laughs> you know, Sean Payton w- retiring, quote-unquote, we're just specifically just not coaching the Saints anymore. That, that might help Brady be like, hmm, you know what I mean? Because it's not for Brady to me. It's not a question of does he have it or not, or is there anything in the tank, or is he gonna, you know, have a, a fall, of, you know, a, a drop off like Big Ben or any of these older guys. None of that is happening. Brady's coming off of a, a career year in passing. Even if he was to take out the seventeenth game, he still throws for five thousand. Like I, I don't think he he walks away based on if he still got it or not, or if he feels he could play or not. I think it's because at this point in his career, he has several prerequisites. This is what I need to play. I need X amount of weapons. I need control and say so on this, this, and that. I need need a, 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 a container full of avocados. I need a top five defense. I need pass life. You know, he was one of the guys that said, hey, we need to take care of Shaq Barrett. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. He was one of the guys. That's defense. He's on. He's a QB. But you know why? Because he knows that's part of the prereqs. I need y'all to be able to to beat up the opposing QB when I get us the lead. You know what I mean? Like, and and now in one failed swoop, Chris Godwin goes down. Antonio Brown's gone. Now you got all these players in free agency that might move on. And it also bail. It's gonna boil down to Brady again. I mean, even in Brady's last performance. If that's how we're going to remember him, we're going to remember him as the guy who still almost willed their way back, tied the game up with 42 seconds left. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I, if Brady doesn't, if Brady doesn't come back, I think he retires. Right? What up, what up JC money? What up? Yeah. Cause I made, uh, I'm always making posts in the, uh, the fantasy, um, uh, fantasy group experts, gurus, and beginners, the fantasy football advice group. 
And I'm always putting things about Tom Brady just because I made this post three days ago. There's still people commenting on it, going back and forth and like arguing with each other. And uh, you could just say anything about Tom Brady and both sides, you know, the spectrum are going to come out. And I was like, man, Brady looked washed in this game and uh, really just to stir some people up. And not that he looked washed, but he he needed a team and he was like the main guy on the team who was like doing stuff and like. It was back to the old shades of the Patriots when, like, they have, like, one weapon and that's it, you know, and Tom Brady's got to figure all this out with a bunch of B-listers. And then their defense wasn't stepping it up. It was like those same defenses that Tom Brady lost with in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, any given Sunday is, is something you throw around when a good team takes the L to a team that you thought they were going to beat, right? You say, oh, any given Sunday. On damn there, every Sunday, Tom Brady goes out there and wins. And yeah. it's because of this formula they got. He, like I said, several prerequisites, bro. You got to have, like, I bet you he's going to be like, you all got to sign Godwin back. Or, or or double franchise tag him. I, th- I think the franchise tag for a receiver this year is 22. If you double that, that's that and a half. Right or that in a quarter, yeah. whatever it is. So I mean, I'm pretty sure he'd play coming off of ACL to see what he got and get a guaranteed 26, 28 million. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is ridiculous. But yeah. you know, these are the things that he could demand when you're royal. When you're NFL royalty, that's why I don't see Rogers going to the Broncos. He's got. But maybe the Broncos, what they would do is let him demand shit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, bring Adams over here. Maybe they would take a shot at it because. They, they, you know, John Elway and them, they want so bad for this team to win that, hey, they already went down this road. They'll let the guy make they're not gonna, he's, he's not going to have to demand, you know, that hard. If I mean, if it's Rodgers and Adams going, you know, I don't I don't think that those guys would have to demand too hard to get so, him to okay. take on Devontae Adams. And Devontae's an unrestricted free agent. So I think the way it would have to go down is you go, okay, Packers, we want y'all to franchise tag Adams. You know what I mean? That way, because this is like a money thing now, right? Then right. they could involve him in the trade, and they got Adams, and then they extend him accordingly. Like, you know, maybe at the end of the season, mid-season, whatever it is. But this is got to do the work the cap. That's just how they, they got to do the work to cap. You know what I mean? Even though it is going up, that just means that, you know, like, there's still like, okay, Bradley Chubb, I think, what is it? He was 20, 2017 first-rounder? Yeah. Because I remember he was drafted the year before Chubb, his cousin, right? So Chubb was 2018. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So you're going to have to pay Bradley Chubb. He's probably gone. You know what I mean? But the fact that the cap goes up, you get to consider this, right? But then also, you yeah, know, he's, always. You say 2018? Oh, so he was drafted the same year as his cousin. Yeah, 2018. Okay. okay. So, okay, then there it is. They could pick up his fifth year. You know what I mean? Because they, they have. They have they have a good defense, hell yeah. But also, would you say Vic Fangio? You know what I mean? Because I am that guy who would say that. You know what I mean? I don't know necessarily if I, I know I'm going back to the Rogers thing, but I just still think, man, infrastructure is so important for someone like Rogers, a team that's already complete. He's trying to do the Brady. Well, it's both. I'm, I'm going to say it's both because I mean Brady. Maybe he retires after, but. What if he goes to Pittsburgh? 
<laughs> hey, hold on. Doesn't Brady have one more year on this existing contract? Oh, yeah. I guess he does. Yeah. I guess he does. Yeah. So with, with they'll have about so forty-five Rogers. million. They're both, they're both in yeah, the but, same spot. But but Rogers also, this was the whole big deal in the offseason, is that Rogers wasn't talking to Goons, the, the GM, and yeah. then, then they had a meeting, right? And he said they agreed. So they restructured his deal. And th- that way, and they made an agreement that they would explore the option if he didn't if he didn't choose to come back next year for the last year on the contract. Okay. Because that would be the smartest thing for Green Bay to do, right? Why would they let him have his last hurrah and then he's done and they don't get nothing out of it? Especially if you don't win next year and you have Pat and you have Rogers, right? The yeah. thing the, the, the best thing to do is trade him this offseason. Get whatever you can because he don't want to play for them. Right? Yeah. It's like either because that's the thing is like he would retire if not. You know what I mean? That was the understanding. And then it's funny because Darren Rodgers shows up week one against the Saints and it looks crazy. And then he comes and it's almost like it was like a point to prove like, hey, this is how good I am. I could turn it on and off. You know what I mean? I got a couple I got a couple pieces of news. Uh, We're going to shift just uh, just a little bit um, to the uh, the 49ers game. So Kittle not on the injury report. Debo Samuel not on the injury report. And uh, Trent Williams, he didn't practice today, but Shanahan said he believes he's playing. That's fine. And so do I. Yeah, that's fine. And that's pivotal because he's he's the guy who goes to war with Aaron Donald. Like, it's it's amazing. You know what I mean? That's like like one of those unstoppable force versus the movable object, man. Oh, yeah. Right there. It's going to be great. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. No, not a lot of people when they talk about a, a playoff game, especially a, a conference championship game, are like, "Dude, I want to see those linesmen." That's what I'm there to see. Yeah. But in this case, hey, it's it, that's a hell of a matchup right there. That I may mean, be the marquee matchup of that game, uh, other than maybe like you know uh, which which wide receiver is going to pull it out. You know, uh, between uh, uh, Debo and Cup, which one's going to going to fucking dominate? So you know. And Mohamed Sanu was activated. So yeah. just another uh well, I mean, I don't even know if he's a weapon, but another another wide receiver who's gonna be playing in that game. Dude, watch, he'll play like the Jennings role. He'll like all of a sudden just like start catching I, all these first downs on third down. I was just about to say before Sanu was uh, before this year, Sanu was that guy that was in third down packages. Exactly. Like a trusty guy who might not do much. Just like how Randall Cobb was this year for the Packers, like it's just the guy who's, who's predominantly there in third down packages. Yep. And that's and you know what's crazy? That's been Jennings. Look at Jennings. If you look really close to to Jennings' uh, stats, majority of his receptions have been on third downs. Exactly. It's insane. Yep. It's fucking insane. Yeah, as I was saying, he, he, yeah. he could you know come if he comes back, he could play the Jennings role because that's you know what he was doing before. So exactly those two. Uh, one of them is gonna, you know, win that one out. But, but I mean, it's yeah, we're getting real deep there on that game. Uh, but that, but those are both. Uh, I think you know, Sanu could be a really, really scary. Like if you need to do it, like in a, like a captain showdown thing for DFS or something, you need like a, you know, I don't know how much he's worth on that, but uh, it's probably under a thousand. So he's gonna be the he's gonna be, the, like, he's gonna be priced. Interesting play. He's gonna be priced at the minimum. 
Exactly. Yeah. If you be. need to fucking fill in a guy at the minimum, eh, you could fucking. There's, let, here's you the know, thing: there's too many know. good op- there's too many good options in that game to like look at like Mohamed Sanu who might play like thirty percent of the snaps coming off an of injury. Well, no, no, I'm saying like if 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 he's at the minimum. And, and there's nobody else there. You're like, All right. yeah, he might only need a catch or say he catches the touchdown that, that, that gets you. The if he just happens to, then you fucking pay off huge on that. You kidding yeah. me? Dude, dude, yeah, people win those things with those guys getting goose eggs. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess I'm just so used to super draft pro at this point. Like I just usually don't even dive down that far. Yeah. I mean, it won't we'll be that whatever the highest play. multiplier is. He'll be that. If anything, Jennings is the play. Like, if you're going to look past anyone but Debo or Ayuk as a receiver. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Yeah, for sure. But, but, I'm but, talking about, I'm talking about for, like, DraftKings or, or FanDuel, you know. It, or if you're doing the captain mode uh, uh, the, the, and you have to, you know, there's, like, the $100 guys or the $200 guys that you got to just fill in because you want to fill in, you know, the good guys everywhere else. That's kind of like like a really sneaky play is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, and I will say – um Going back to our injuries, man, that is so good news, bro. Because, like, yesterday, first of all, Monday we got we got the X-rays. They said they were negative for Trent Williams and for Debo. But yeah, that's that just meant there was no fractural damage or no, you know, no no structural damage. Then we needed to wait on the MRIs and the fact that they're just completely off the injury report. I don't even need to see MRI results because that means they're good. Because I was worried about partially torn MCL spraining right. stuff like that because Debo took the helmet straight to the knee piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I was afraid of that too. And and, and seeing uh uh you know Trent limping around I was like oh shit what's going on. I mean and you know what too we do gotta factor in like if I'm completely healthy uninjured and I walk and like awkwardly at all in zero degree weather I'm pretty sure I'm limping. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Let alone to be yeah. No, that's a good point. It's like you're frozen. You're like ah. That's true. And MB like, MB asked Devonte Adams. So that's who we were talking about earlier because he's an unrestricted free agent and yep. already talks about how he wants to play with Rogers. But who knows where Rogers plays? Uh, I saw another thing saying Gronk only wants to play for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I mean, yeah. obviously, if Brady's not with the Bucks, he's not going to be. I know? mean, y'all, y'all do know what it's going to be the two of them. You know, they're, they're either going to do it or they're not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it happened with Gronk before. Uh, when the year that he suddenly retired from New England is because they came up to him, and you know, Matt Patricia was in Detroit coaching, and and pay, uh, Belichick was like, "We're gonna we're gonna do what I do, and trade you before you're done, and we're trading you to Detroit." And he was like, "I'm retiring," and he was like, "I'm only playing for Brady." You know what I mean? That and that, and he stays consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Came back real quick for Brady when Brady comes calling. And Tino said it's hard getting motivated for the NFL since all the teams left are not the Cowboys. <laughs> and, and and just like Stu, Sean Payton saved my Cowboys. Man, like, you think Sean Payton wants to do charity work around here? There's a lot to fix over there. Hey, listen, 2023 is, is not around the corner. You know, that's next year. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Jones could die before then. You know what I mean? And Cowboys are like, always – they're always looking for like like this is how far the Cowboys have gotten now because it's always they're looking forward to next year always next year's our year now it's not only just next year's our year but oh now two years from now that's definitely uh, our two year. Two years, 
Oh, no, they're winning it two years in a row, remember? <laughs> There's been a lot of these next years that haven't panned out since 96. Listen, man, just hey, for all you Cowboy fans, just do like Bogart and just be real as fuck about your team and have zero expectations. Because sometimes I got to rub my eyes when I'm watching a game on Mushrooms and I'm like, are we really going to the <laughs> NFC title game? Like, because I had zero expectations. How the hell did we play that horribly and end up in the NFC title game? Holy shit. <laughs> no, no, the real question is, uh, Tyrant, how come Rodgers and how come Prescott didn't just shred our secondary? Like, you know Sean McVay is not going to not do that. Sean McVay oh God, yeah. knows, like, this is their weakness. That's a part of our strengths. We're attacking them. Oh, they know. It's going to be a fucking shootout. It's going to have to be. And I don't man. want it to shoot out because Jimmy G is not a gunslinger. No. no. 49ers aren't made to shoot out. Like, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, a shootout is – maybe not a shootout, but it's going to be, like – it's going to be bullets on one side, and I don't know what to call it on the other because there's just going to be a lot of running. A I lot mean, if of, uh, just Debo, Debo could do a lot of shredding and shit. Debo could shred. I mean, so that's really what it is. If the play calling gets Debo, you know, out in out in space, like anything is possible. And, and you know what, too, man? I've been saying this. It's like a samurai sword. That's what it is. It's like a gun versus a samurai sword. They just fucking slice the gut. There you go. <laughs> I like that. We're going with that. <laughs> hey, man, right. Kittle got to do it, though, man. And this got to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. They're, they're susceptible. He's been to- underutilized for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they get gashed up by the tight end. I mean, look at Gronk last week. It took him a whole half, but then once he got going, he was gashing him up for big ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, if not, Kittle's still going to be out there shredding through the blocking game. You know what I mean? Which is, which means that we're doing our thing. And uh, so here we'll talk about something that's not uh, Cowboys related or one of these guys related. But um, the co-owner for the Giants, he comes out. There's this whole big like evaluation or not evaluation, but lack of an evaluation on Daniel Jones. Um, this is all this is all quoted by them. We feel like Daniel can play. We've done everything possible to screw this kid up. Points to the coaching, to the coordinator changes, the O-line struggles. Say they need to get everything right around Jones, talking about the coaches and the staff. Um, he said to make an intelligent evaluation. You know what? Um, what happens when you have two two owners? You don't have one, right? Exactly. And, like, they are definitely not on the same page. Because here goes this guy, who's clearly the guy who probably was just, like, who got asked to put money on it. Hey, bro, you want a piece of – you want to own half this joint? He's like, yeah, for sure. And then he sees how – he gets in there, and he sees how bad it is. Gettleman was a bad GM. You know what I mean? They make bad draft picks. They make bad trades. They they give out bad – Kenny Galladay was a bad contract. You know what I mean? They're just bad. And they're in a bad... They are NFC Least's finest. And when I say finest, I mean because they exist to give the other division guys W's. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, the Giants are so bad. And Russell Wilson, you're going to love it there. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Russ wants to get out of Seattle so bad, he would go to the Giants. Oh my God. Ugh. I, I, you know, I, 
as a Niners <laughs> fan, I would I even I would feel sorry for him. <laughs> the wrong, this one's the wrong one, so you gotta get a different top. No, I yeah. No, that would be int- there's a, there's another interesting choice for the Broncos to be honest with you. Could you imagine that Russell Wilson going there? That would Ooh, be- see, yeah. I'm about that. Yeah, because because to me that just goes along the line of what I just said. He's willing to go anywhere outside of Seattle that he would go to the Giants. He would love to go to the Broncos. Oh yeah. Hell I mean, yeah. Jerry, he's got Jerry Judy there. I mean, with, with uh, uh, Williams coming up and like uh, that, they've got some pieces there. They do. Here's another thing, too, man, is that like the likelihood of the, the Broncos making a splash here with a big name quarterback is very low to me. Uh, they're going to, they, they're the team that might end up with like a Danny Dimes in a trade. After, oh, God. After yeah. the Giants trade for Russell. You're probably right, honestly. <laughs> Sad as it is, I think you might be right on that one. And Chase said Giants might hire Dan Quinn is what it looks like. I know they interviewed him for sure, and uh, they love getting the fallouts, you know, from yeah. the Cowboys, and uh, so that would be right on brand. Um, absolutely, it would be. I, I'm, Dan Quinn needs not to be a head coach. He's no. fine as a coordinator. That's it. He just needs to stick with that job because, yeah, he's, he, it didn't work out uh, with Atlanta. It's 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 not going to work out anywhere else. I, I just I watched it happen. He squandered that team. It was it was just uh, it was Kyle Shanahan. That's it. As soon as Shanahan left, that team went to shit. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, Dan Quinn just not the head coaching type. Let him be the D coordinator. And uh, Anthony asked earlier. He said, "What about Russ? We think he moves." And I, I'm super curious about that whole situation because it seems like with them making a couple moves, maybe some things will be okay. I mean, they bo- they don't have to trade Russ. So, I mean, Russ kind of holds all the cards, like if, he, if he's going to hold out or whatever. But we've already seen, like, that's really not a good recipe. Like, he either needs to get moved or... I don't he know also, if they need to get him some some O lineman. Like that's all the guys ever wanted is O lineman. So he's not the sack leader every single year. And you know what's funny? When they actually had a decent line, they go ahead and trade Max Ungram, like the bet one of their best linemen. Yeah. Their, star, their star center. And they trade him for Jimmy Graham. I know. <laughs> so and then the Saints, stupid. you know what the like- Saints do? The Saints, who had a historical bad line for years. They go on to have one of the best run blocking and pass protecting line for the next like four or five years. My you know buddy I mean? is a Seahawks fan, dude. I was laughing my ass off at him for that one. I was so dumb. And Jimmy he was did like, I know, I'm so, that's so stupid. I'm like, yeah. He had, yeah. I know. I'm not sure if he tore his ACL the first year or the second year, but I do know that, that one of the years that he did play the whole season, he had ten touchdowns. Which was pretty, which was good, which was good yeah. back then. Well, for I mean, it's still good, end. still good now for a tight end for, for fantasy. Hell yeah, I mean, that's like Robert Tunyon before he was because that's all it was that year. It was just touchdowns, it wasn't like he was getting all these yards, you know. What I mean, it took him three yards, it took him three years to get that. Three years, okay, so, so that's what, 2017, 2018 year, 2017. It's actually 2017. really weird. So, uh, 2015, 605 yards. That must have been the year he got hurt because he only played 11 games. Had 48 receptions. And then the year after that, 923 yards, only six touchdowns, though. He played the entire year. And then the year after that, he plays 
And look, he played every game, but he only started 13. Really weird. I can't remember why. I think he was in the doghouse or something. 520 yards. That's it on his 57 receptions, but had 10 touchdowns. It's crazy. Yeah, but like having a really good offensive lineman like that does so much more for the team. Now, of course, not for fantasy. It doesn't mean anything. Although, it's, look I'm at just... Jimmy. Yeah, I'm saying these are these are media. I mean, these are mediocre numbers. I mean, the 900 yeah. yards is nice, but didn't put up double digit touchdowns. And then Man. he puts up double digit touchdowns where he's probably like one of two tight ends that were in that system. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, that's what I'm saying, like, like for that, for for that, it's not worth it. It's not worth giving up. Uh, uh, you know, a great offensive lineman, you well, know, because also, like also, like when the alignment that can pass pro and run block, I mean, it helps in both oh, yeah, facets of the game, you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely, and like, and what's crazy, this is why I always say Pete Carroll's old and see now is because he can't address the, the glaring needs, even when your QB is yelling it at, at him, you know what I mean? Like, hey, give me some protection. You know what we're going to do? We're going to get you DK Metcalf. I'm going to take my shirt off. He's going to take your shirt off. And, and that's Pete Carroll. And, Pete, and he's like, Russ, like, what? And he's like, don't worry, Russ, we'll get you extended. And he's like, I, I ain't asking about an extension. I said, give me protection. See, maybe he's deaf too now. Right. And uh, Stu said, Bogart, quit, quit, quit putting Rodgers and or Wilson in the NFC least in the universe. I uh, thought we were friends. I mean, we already said it's not going to be Rodgers, but I don't know. I'm really curious where they would actually trade Wilson. I mean, could he be the guy who ends up in uh, in Denver or Pittsburgh? I mean, outer conference usually makes more sense, right? But I think I think the trades for QBs are so rare that like it's just more fun to talk about. But I think like if we're gonna put percentages on it, I think there's a higher percentage chance people are calling for Rogers than they are for Russ because Russ's contract is crazier. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that's true. And then, like, there's also Deshaun Watson. Like, if if in the next 10 minutes we get news that there is going to be no charges filed against him, he's the first guy people are calling for, regardless right. of how big his contract is. You know what I mean? Right. Because and I wonder how soon. You guys know any idea on how soon, like, he's got things coming up with this? They said after the Super Bowl. After. Yeah. That's what they said. They said February is when they're going to close – the NFL's investigation because everything was on hold during the season. That's what they said in the beginning. And that's, and that's kind of put up, it kind of put everything to rest when they put that out there. You know what I mean? They're just like, you know, and then, then they did the unprecedented year long healthy scratch. You know what I mean? And, And the guy still gets paid. It's crazy. Still gets paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we got less than we got a month until we uh, hear about this, uh, this info and I can't wait to hear about it. So after the Super Bowl, we're going to be switching to a Wednesday, Friday format. So we're going to be coming at you twice a week and then we're going to get some other things going throughout the week. So we're still going to have live streams going on all the time. We we got the circle starting to catch fire. We We got playmakers. Playmakers might. I mean, I still like to do it week. I mean, once a week. You know what I mean? And maybe there might be a week or two we miss here and there, but I mean, as far as I know, I'm, I'm gonna keep me and Hus will keep that rocking. You know what I mean? As long as Hus is down, we are gonna rock that thing. I mean, because the off season it is gonna, especially like until free agency opens up, like the month right after the Super Bowl, it might get a little quiet. Obviously, we're gonna do like 
recap stuff and like you know what i mean then actually it's not going to calm down it's going to be all the rumors and trades and everything it's only going to ramp up we're just actually going to ramp down on the, the fnt yep because uh, Dynasty stuff is going to be going down. We're going to be doing, at least for the foreseeable future, mock drafts every Friday. Um, maybe we'll mix in another day on that as well after the Super Bowl once we switch to the uh, to the two-day FNT format. And, yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming out. Um, what, what do you got? What, what kind of stuff you got coming up here, Tyrant? Well, uh, it's, you know, we're getting to the off season, you know, coming up here pretty soon, but I still got some things coming out. I'm going to be working on my fantasy one-on-one series. Um, and then if you guys haven't seen it, go check out my, my end of year special, my, the, the fantasy, the tyrant awards. Uh, you know, those are, those are a lot of fun. And then I've got my, uh, a Super Bowl uh, watch along that I'm doing, um, you know, where you can actually win uh, a signed, Keenan Allen jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So Keenan uh, Allen Wayans. That's right. Anybody who's a Patreon subscriber, anybody who donates uh via Venmo or PayPal, I've got the link there in my description on my page at least. Uh, you know, you'll be entered a dollar for every entry. You know, you get it for every dollar that you donate, you get an entry into the, the giveaway. I'll be doing that at halftime of the Super Bowl. I ain't going to interrupt the Dr. Dre stuff. I'll do it during a commercial because I'm, I'm fucking excited for the goddamn <laughs> halftime show for the first time probably ever. It's going to be I know, and now, now they're going to be like 50, 40 and 50 when we're seeing them. Like, why couldn't we get this a long time ago? Right. You know, no like, shit. I wish we could. <laughs> if we got that shit, like, in the, in the, the 90s, call. holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made the phone call. You know what I mean? It was Tino. Tino, I like it, bro. He said, let's do a top 50 IDP episode. Okay, I like that idea. So what I'm going to be doing, because I already am putting some of these yeah. – um, just some yeah. of the series, some series is, you know, like top 12 uh, for 2021. Going to be breaking down the stats. It'll just be an upload. I'll just be hitting a lot of key points. Yeah, and you, I'm doing that you for. Already, uh, you're already breaking down. I think you already put together the top 24 uh, linebackers, right? Oh, yeah. I already got that. I read them out, but I'm going to actually put out an episode just uh, if people want to dive back into where it's just real quick, you know, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes, something like that. And doing that for all the positions, defensive linemen. Uh, de- defensive backs and linebackers, but I, but that would be dope to do a long form live stream where we just talk about the top fifty overall IDP players points wise um, from all positions. I'm definitely down to do that because there's going to be a lot of eye opening things. I'm sure will happen because of that. So we're. I'm going to figure out a day that we're going to do that and uh, we'll get bogey on here for that. Maybe JC money. And uh, we'll ask a couple other IDP heads and uh, we'll just crack out the top 50. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert on my uh, late round IDP guys, right? Leonard Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm getting JC money already on the graphics and uh, he's going to be one of the three people featured on the, the LB two graphics. Yeah. <laughs> Cause bogey was shouting him out this entire time. That's funny. And then the circle coming at you tomorrow. So we, we may not have FNT uh, tomorrow. So um, I, I'm not a hundred percent. I got something that may or may not happen. That's pretty important. So uh, it, it should be like morning or early afternoon. I don't know. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on that. But the circle is definitely going to be here. 720 Eastern start time, 420 Pacific. It was a lot of fun last time. So I'm yeah. going to 
I'm going to get the stream created tonight so we can have like, or well, today I'll create it real soon here so we can get like 24 hours of like sharing it and uh, everyone can tell other people about it as well. Because this is, is going to be a dope show. I'm really excited to keep uh, keep this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And as it goes on, it's just going to get better and better. And, and you know, we you know, we got everybody on board. I just wanted to say with last week's show, I was fucking amazed. Uh, maybe not surprised, but just uh, uh, I thought it was incredible how everyone was so into it. And uh, uh, dude, fucking Peacock killed that shit. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> that, that fucking rock impression that was so good. The cock was definitely in the building. The cock, yeah. <laughs> yes. That was so, yeah. that was that was a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun going forward. I think a lot of people are going to be into it, especially when we get in like into the, like next season, and then more people are getting in. We're dude, people are going to love this shit. So I'm yeah. I'm excited. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get some good content on that uh, tomorrow for sure. That'll be a cool show to do. Um, I mean, that that'll be a fun show to do in season too. Like, oh, that, oh, dude, it's gonna be even incredible. Because then the show will even write better. itself, basically. You know what I mean? Like the, the the debates will. You know, it'll be. I mean, not to say like in the off season we can't come up with dumb shit. You know what I mean? But I mean, we're basically doing in season right now. It's just only a few games going on. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and, that might be one of those ones where we end up doing it twice a week just because it's so fun. You know, when it comes to in season, everyone's going to be all over. Oh, because we're going to, yeah. And it'll probably at that point be a lot more uh, fantasy uh, centric. So, yeah, uh, true. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, everybody, we need your help. We need your help sharing the shit out of these episodes. Okay. It's going to be all over multiple YouTube channels. So make sure you follow all of us on social media. Hey. Hashtag tyrant gang, whoever's out there, you know who you are. Share that shit. Get get this. Let everyone know about this stuff. The, the circle, fantasy news, and all that. Because the fantasy nation is taking over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna get up out of here. We're gonna wrap a bow on this thing. And uh, so tyrant, just just one more time, tell them where to find you and everything you got going on, or what people need to look out for. That's right. Check me out on YouTube, the Fantasy Tyrant. You know, I'm on uh, Twitter, Fantasy underscore Tyrant. Uh, you know, uh, I'm on all, pretty much any Facebook page that has to do with fantasy football. You, you'll find me on there. So, uh, you know, check me out. Check, uh, got lots of content. Uh, I'm going to be doing at least a video every week. So, you know, and then of course stuff with you guys, fantasy nation, and all that. So yeah, yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. You, you already know the earth is my turf universe. Give me money. You can subscribe on the GMM network. Check me out on at the GMM Network on the gram. Uh, also, man, check us out tonight. Real fantasy playmakers. I'm not gonna be there. Luigi definitely hosting this thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to my man Spencer the Guru and uh Peacock, aka the cock. They're gonna be in the building. Um, we might have a couple special guests. Tyrant, you're if you're free, you're more than welcome to rock with us too, man. It's just gonna be we're just breaking down. Unders, overs, uh, spread picks, every everything about uh, championship weekend. And uh, did I mention I was going to be on mushrooms? <laughs> what time is that going to be? That'll be at six thirty our time, six thirty p.m. Six thirty p.m. West Coast time, nine thirty p.m. for all you East Coasters. You know what I'm saying? And uh, definitely tune in, man. The Playmaker Show is always it's always one of them ones. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see what yeah, I got. I'll, I'll shoot you the link, man. You know what I mean? Just For pull sure. up. 
you know, you're, you're never late. You're a wizard. You know what I mean? You're always on time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and here we go. And JC, I mean to. And let's not forget about JC Money Show. Starts in a little less than uh, a little less than 30 minutes here. And uh, going over all your NBA lineups for Super Draft Pro, helping you guys win some money and all that. Don't miss out. Make sure you get in on their lineups because they're always helping us win money. So yeah. go get some of that money. Yeah, shout out to JC Money, aka Christ Money. And shout out to uh shout out to Coach Craig, man. He's do they're they're doing their thing. Oh yeah. Every day, too. That's a lot of commitment. Yeah, and peace out, Ronald. And he said East Coast represent. Hell yeah, Ronald repping all the way from Philly. Yeah, Philly stand up. All right, we're out. And for everyone who's still listening, don't forget, go download all the podcasts. Just go to fantasyfootballhustler.com. Got the links in there for Apple and uh, the links in there for uh, Spotify. And uh, you can find me everywhere that you get your podcast, though. So go help a brother out. Got to get the podcast downloads up. Peace out, everybody. Peace. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. It's no surprise I'm on a rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to wait. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, busting down that blow. Out of East San Jose, they know my name. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.